You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Welcome to this week in your daily Star Trek news. Today is Sunday, March 20th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, late Star Trek producer April Nosifora is honored in Discovery, while politician Stacey Abrams makes a surprise appearance. Strange New Worlds casts Paul Wesley as their version of Kirk. Star Trek The Next Generation is leaving Netflix soon, FYI. And I've got more details on the once-in-a-lifetime William Shatner fan experience coming to Star Trek Mission Chicago. My name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, Now, if you're listening on the podcast today, as per usual, please, I would invite you over to YouTube to come and join us. Uh, We do all of the normal show like you normally hear. Uh, But if you stick around to the end, we get the visual version of show and tell, plus a little bit of chat that doesn't make it into the podcast. Uh, And also there's plenty of wonderful people uh, chatting away in the chat. So uh, that's that's an, an additional fun piece of the show that you don't get when you're just listening to the podcast. Uh, That's over on youtube.com forward slash daily Star Trek news and hope you can join us. Um, The other thing I want to remind you of, of course, is that all of the stories that I talk about today are up on dailystartreknews.com and that's also the place that you can sign up for our daily daily Star Trek newsletter uh, where we'll send everything to you uh, in your inbox every morning and you don't even have to do anything. It's great. Right, so one of the things we do every week is a poll. Uh, This is running simultaneously here in the YouTube chat while this goes live. Uh, It is also over on um, uh, Twitter. So twitter.com forward slash daily Trek news. There's no star in there. Uh, Daily Trek news. And this week's poll uh, is talking, well, because I will be talking a little bit later about uh, the Star Trek Picard 10 forward pop-up experience. Um, And so I'm curious for those of you who were not able to attend, If an an immersive pop-up experience was to come to your town, which one would you want it to be? So you have four choices. Uh, The 602 Club from uh, Enterprise. Uh, DS9 era Quarks. So not Lower Decks era. (laughs) DS9 era Quarks. Uh, The Cerritos Bar from Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, Or the Crash and Burn Bar, which is uh, the one where uh, Troy got very drunk in First Contact. So those are your choices. Uh, Check it out. It's here in the YouTube chat or over on uh, Twitter as well. Um, That's going overnight today. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the news today. And um, sadly, we have a sort of belated uh, obituary uh, that, uh, and I know we tend to start off the show on um, a sad note, (laughs) seems like every week, Uh, but it's really important to me to to honor the people that made Star Trek what it is. So um, today, uh, so this is uh, coming off the back of, if you happen to watch the season finale of Star Trek Discovery and I have a feeling you probably did. Um, At the end, you will have seen a dedication that said, for April with love. Um, Some people had some questions about that, and Discovery editor Chad Rubel posted on Twitter um, an explanation of what that was and what it meant personally to him. Um, That was actually in reference to um, Star Trek producer April Nosifora, who had been... uh, uh, battling cancer for a long time, and she uh, passed away in December of last year, and so that was a tribute to her. Um, she's been working on Star Trek for literally decades. Um, let's see, uh, uh, 
sorry, the, David wrote this up for us and it isn't up on the website yet, so please bear with me for just a moment while I get the details right. Um, often credited as April Rossi, Nosephora's Star Trek work stretches back to Star Trek The Next Generation, where she was a production associate and assistant to Ronald D. Moore. She also supervised post-production on Star Trek Deep Space Nine and Star Trek Voyager, and she was an assistant to Peter Lauritsen on Star Trek First Contact. Her work outside of Star Trek included promotion on such shows as The Dead Zone, Fringe, Terra Nova, and Sleepy Hollow. Chad Rubell on Twitter um, said of her, April forever changed my life. She was the person who reached out to me for a resume for an editor position with Star Trek. She said in the interview I had with Alex Kurtzman for the job, it was great to have her in my corner rooting for me. Um, and similarly, uh, Star Trek publicist and author Terry J. Erdman uh, also said, I'm heartbroken. April helped me many times while I was working on the Deep Space Nine companion, and she helped us all these years later as Paula and I wrote the Art of Discovery book. This is so sad. Miss her. So I will leave a link to uh, that tweet in, uh, uh, Char sorry, Chad Rubel's um, Twitter thread in the show notes here. It's a really nice tribute and it's got a link to another story that gives you a bit more details about her life and her work. Um, and uh, I hope you'll please uh, join me and everybody here at Daily Star Trek News and uh, sending condolences to her family. So I, I mentioned that was at the end of the Star Trek Discovery season finale, but that's not the only sort of big news that came out of the season finale. And um, I want to preface the next story by saying I know there's spoilers, and I'm sorry about that. But by the time <laughs> you, it, it, probably by the time you woke up on Thursday morning, it was spoiled all over the internet anyway. Uh, so at the very end of Star Trek Discovery season four's uh, finale, coming home, uh, we had the big reveal of. Uh, Georgia gubernatorial candidate uh, Stacey Abrams made an appearance as the president of United Earth. And I won't go into any more details about the plot. If you want to know it, you can go and watch, uh, watch that over on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, but <laughs> it made a few ripples. Um, by the time, so I watched Discovery at about 8 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. So this is roughly eight hours after it came out. And I'd actually already had the, that particular piece of the plot spoiled for me before that because I happened to be on Twitter uh, while I was eating breakfast. Uh, that story hit everything from the Hollywood rags like Variety to political magazines. Uh, and of course, everyone had an opinion of it. The um, very typical <laughs> keep politics out of Star Trek, which I will not go into in this show. Uh, however, I would say that if you don't think Star Trek is political, I question what show you have been watching for all these years. Uh, anyway, uh, so that was the, <laughs> the big news, the big reveal. Um, and the piece that I referred to that was in Variety kind of talked about the background of how that came to be. Uh, executive producer Michelle Paradise gave some details on, on sort of how that whole thing happened. Uh, she said, as we started to look ahead to the finale, we realized we're going to need a face for this moment, someone to represent Earth. Uh, she then spoke to uh, her boss, Alex Kurtzman, via text, and she said the number of exclamation marks that came back was just phenomenal. So um, they got in touch with her and uh, arranged for her appearance. And what's really interesting, I think, about this role is that so Stacey Abrams is... Um, 
very well-known mega Trekkie. We've done stories about her and her fandom on this show before. Um, and so <laughs> she wanted no spoilers. She didn't want to know what the episode was about. So uh, Michelle Paradise sort of related that story and said she was very specific about that. She wanted to be able to just watch it and enjoy it when the show finally came out. So yeah, they avoided all the spoilers, which I think is wonderful. So she basically didn't know what else was going on except for her role. Um, and it was a big surprise and it was a big shock to those of us who watched uh, the finale. Anyway, if you'd like to read more details, including lots and lots of spoilers, which I won't go into here, that piece is on Variety. You should go and check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it already, it's probably worth you going and watching at least the finale of Discovery. Okay. So, so listen, this uh, week was a little bit of a big week. <laughs> Uh, lots of really controversial, fast-moving news came out. Um, and it, what's funny is that the Stacey Abrams story actually was later in the week. Earlier in the week was uh, one of my favorite things that happens is somebody posts a picture of something on Twitter. And very shortly after it, uh, it seems that uh, the folks at Star Trek and Paramount Plus very quickly throw together a press release. Um, so I'll skip to the end. Uh, Paul Wesley from The Vampire Diaries has been cast in Star Trek Strange New Worlds as Captain James T. Kirk, which is, you know, I won't comment on right now. But uh, basically what happened is that I think I want to say it was on Tuesday. Um, there is a, a Twitter account called Toronto Filming Updates. We retweet them every once in a while. I'll try and find out who that is. Uh, anyway, they take pictures and they just uh, show things that are filming all over Toronto at any given time. Uh, and so this picture turned up of Christina Chung, uh, who plays La'an Nunian Singh, and uh, Paul Wesley from The Vampire Diaries in a very... Well, he's in a Starfleet uniform. Anyway... Uh, that got posted, retweeted a whole bunch, and it was, you know, a couple of hours later that uh, Paramount Plus uh, confirmed the suspicions that he would be joining the series as Captain James T. Kirk. Uh, so uh, they, what time was that? 3, 3 p.m. Pacific time on March 15th, Paramount Plus uh, put out a picture of Wesley in the chair in the captain's chair with a uniform on saying, hello there, Jim, Paul Wesley will join Star Trek Strange New World. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't say, and I need to point this out, season two. This is season two filming, not season one. You won't see him this year, uh, but it's season two as James T. Kirk. Now, um, after that, uh, Paul Wesley himself tweeted out um, sort of his thoughts on the role. He said, I'm deeply humbled and still a little startled <laughs> to have been given the honor of playing the inimitable James T. Kirk. Ever since I was a kid, I have been awed by the imaginative world Gene Roddenberry created. Um, he also uh, told a story about having been accidentally sat on a on a flight next to William Shatner and they had a little exchange about that um, anyway we have no details at all uh, some folks have uh, seen some uh, screenshots of the of the badge that he was wearing and speculation is rife etc uh, but for now all we do know is that Paul Wesley will be joining uh, Star Trek Strange New World season two uh, as Captain James T. Kirk 
So there you go. Um, and I would say, uh, just a little side note, I posted earlier this week about how, because Variety said he's the third person to take that role, and I was like, mm, it's actually more than that. Um, and there was a lot of speculation about who the six were that I identified. Um, I'll, I'll cover that when we, when we get to chatting uh, after the show is over today, so stick around for that. Um, all right, so those are things that are currently in production TV side. Uh, we've also had a little bit of an update on the film side. So um, if you recall, J.J. Uh, Abrams announced at the TCAs that they were going to start filming for the new Star Trek film, Star Trek uh, <laughs> uh, Arabic numeral four, as most people call it. Uh, they're going to be filming this year, towards the end of this year, for a December 2023 release. It came out not long after that that uh, that was news to most of the people who were supposed to be in it. Uh, but it sounds like things are moving on. Um, so Chris Pine is out and about uh, promoting his new movie, All the Old Knives, and there was a red carpet event for it last week. TrekMovie.com very helpfully compiled a whole bunch of different interviews that he did on the red carpet. Uh, so if you want to see all that stuff that he did, please head over to TrekMovie.com. Um, but the point is that uh, he's definitely excited and totally on board, but it doesn't sound like he's actually seen a script yet. So here's the quote from um, Chris Pine was talking to Entertainment Tonight on the red carpet for... Uh, for that movie. And he said, uh, I know we're all excited to come back and we would love to come back. This is a tight family. We've been working together for 15 years. I think we're ready to get back to work and excited to see a script whenever that should come in uh, and excited for Matt Shackman to direct. Uh, so it, it, I think this echoes something that Zoe Saldana said a couple weeks ago. Uh, it definitely sounds like they are on board, uh, but things are a little slow moving. I'm sure that we will hear more about it um, going forward. But for now, the official line is that they'll start filming later this year. Uh, and they've still got that December 2023 release for Star Trek IV. <sighs> so that's things... <laughs> that are coming up. Um, and then we go to the side of things that are ending. And I think we all knew this was coming. Uh, for those of you in the United States, the story is that Star Trek The Next Generation will be leaving Netflix uh, in April. Uh, I confirmed that this morning it is still showing that if you go into, if you're a Netflix user and you save uh, something like Star Trek to your list. You can go into your list and it definitely still says uh, last day to watch April 1st. So as of April 2nd, Star Trek The Next Generation will no longer be on US Netflix, um, which is just sort of more steps in the direction of consolidating everything onto Paramount+. Plus. Now, a Trek movie sort of brought us this story. They point out that the only... Um, the only series that's going to still be on there is going to be uh, Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine. So that's um, kind of sad, but not surprising. Uh, for those of you who are Netflix subscribers, you probably got an email this morning saying that the price was going up. So maybe it's time in the face of the $19.99 subscription to move over to the Paramount Plus $9.99 subscription. 
if Star Trek is what you're watching. Um, I should say that I'm a Paramount Plus affiliate. So if you sign up through us, we do get a kickback. I'm not advertising it for that. I'm pointing out that uh, Star Trek is very rapidly leaving the Netflix platform um, and uh, the Paramount Plus is going to be the place to watch it going forward. All right, so that's most of the news news this week, but there are two other stories that I want to make sure that you that you hear about uh, before I leave today. So number one is, and I hope that you saw this on um, on our YouTube or uh, on our social medias, uh, I did an interview earlier this week with uh, Kent Mages. He's the founder of Mass Persona. They are the, uh, the makers of Minikin 3D custom printed figurines. And they're the ones that are putting on this William Shatner once in a lifetime fan experience that's coming to Mission Chicago. So we did a story on them last week, I think. And I wanted to sit down with their founder and talk a little bit more about, you know, what they're doing, why, why they're doing it, etc. Uh, and it's a really interesting interview. It's about 20 minutes long. And we talk, you know, we talk about the exact experience. Um, and then we talk about just generally what fan experiences are like and how that's going to evolve into the future. Um, and we also talk about the technology. So if you're like a 3D printing nerd, you probably want to listen in and, and, and hear about uh, their machinery and stuff like that. Um, some really cool technology going on there. And it's a little bit like living in the future. So um, go and check that out. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, I've also posted on the web too. So you can uh, go, and, go and have a look. It's really cool. Uh, and then the final one, uh, for those of you watching live, you would have already heard me tell you about this, but Virtual TrekCon 3 is happening right now. It's a big virtual Star Trek convention that has been going on since Thursday and uh, it ends tomorrow. Uh, Monday. Uh, today is the day of the Lappy Awards. So we told you about this a while back. Uh, it's a, a number of awards for various things going on across the Star Trek franchise. Uh, and that's all happening this evening at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And you can check that out. Uh, the links and everything to where everything is, the whole schedule is at virtualtrekcon.com. Uh, there's a schedule on there. There's panels happening all day and all day tomorrow as well. Uh, please go and check that out. They're, um, they're friends of this show and we've participated in virtual TrekCon before. Unfortunately, it didn't work out this week, but, um, but I, they, they, do some really, they do some really good stuff. So um, please go and support them if you can. Uh, right. So that's, uh, that's it for the news this, well, it's not it for the news this week. As I always say, there's always more stuff uh, on the website at dailystartreknews.com. And if you really don't want to miss anything, please sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter. That's at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. All of the stories we publish go straight to your inbox and you don't even have to do anything. It's great. Uh, this is the part of the show, though, where I remind you that everything we do here is supported by, uh, by folks like you uh, through Patreon. Uh, and you can find out more about that and how you can contribute from just a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I also want to give a quick uh, special shout out to John Martin, who has been participating with Super Chats on YouTube uh, which is an alternative way that you can support us if for some reason you don't, you can't or you don't want to go through Patreon. Uh, if you are watching us live on YouTube, you can do something called a super chat, which basically is
as like a live contribution while while the stream is on. And uh, John, you always do it while I'm talking and I can't see it. And so I always find out after it afterwards. Um, but uh, thank you for that. And if you're somebody who wants to contribute to the show and, and for some reason you don't like Patreon, uh, keep in mind that you can do that. Uh, I know that some people have commented that they do take a commission and I, I don't know exactly the amount that is true. I don't get the full amount that you pledge, uh, but that's true of any kind of crowdfunding platform and YouTube is actually uh, consistent with with everything else. So um, that's actually a good way to contribute if that's what you want to do. Anyway, thank you very much. Um, you, everything that you see here, everything that we do is supported by you guys. Um, so thank you for coming and yeah, thank you for supporting us. Um, also, don't forget there's a poll running in the chat, and if you're listening to us back later, you can also do the poll over on Twitter. That'll go overnight tonight, and uh, we'll look at the results of the poll uh, at the end of today's show. Right. Uh, okay. Show and tell. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I've been showing and telling this whole time. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, you will know that I went to the 10 Forward Experience uh, last Monday, um, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful night. I have posted up a whole bunch of pictures on our Twitter account. I did a Twitter thread of a whole bunch of the pictures that I took on the day that's pinned to the top of our Twitter account right now. So if you would like to go and see those, you can see them. Uh, but I wanted to show you the cool merch that I got. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me feel a little bit self-conscious because I feel like I'm showing off, but it's really cool. Um, I was actually really impressed. So uh, I've been to fan events uh, like this before, and they often take the opportunity to totally price gouge uh, and charge tons. I mean, think of the last time you went to a concert uh, and, you know, your hoodies are like 70 bucks or something like that. Uh, it really wasn't, actually. The merch for 10 Forward was totally uh, sensibly priced, and so I bought some stuff. Um, let's see. All right, so my hoodie. <laughs> it says 10 Forward, and it's very, very cool. I love this. This is the favorite, it's my favorite part, actually. So, um, so it's a just a it's a lightweight black hoodie with the 10 forward like neon logo on the front. But then on the sleeves on the one side, you got Star Trek Picard logo. And on the other side, you got Paramount Plus. Now I know this is like totally marketing. <laughs> I'm basically a walking billboard for Star Trek Picard. I'm okay with that because like the cool Paramount Plus logo on the side makes me feel totally legit. So, <laughs> it's cheesy. Anyway, I basically haven't taken this hoodie off uh, since I got it. I'll get over it. I will. Um, the other cool thing, and I hope that they actually sell these or something like them, um, you know, through the StarTrek.com store or something in the future. This hat is amazing. At first, I tried to get my boyfriend to buy it because he uses he he wears uh, baseball caps and you know particularly for like running or athletics or whatever. And it's cool. Look at that. It's like I'm not gonna put it on because I've done my hair, but uh, it's just you know it's a cool like low profile black baseball cap and like the the um, it's got a white delta on it and it's embroidered. It's kind of like off center. 
and it's very cool. And the best part, I didn't even realize when I bought it until after I bought it, it's got the cool 10 forward logo on the back. So it's like, you know, legit experience stuff um, and a nice, you know, buckle. And it's, it's a really good hat. It like inspires me to, uh, like I actually went and bought running shoes after that. <laughs> it just makes me want to go and be more athletic. I don't know. Um, so anyway, that was it. Uh, as far as the experience goes, um, and I can't really show you any pictures today, but um, it was really, really interesting. I mean, it was, first of all, it was really enjoyable because obviously everybody there was a Star Trek fan. It was one of these strange things like you knew the whole thing was a set and yet it didn't feel like it. It really felt like you were in this bar. Um, it was very authentic and they had uh, they had a, a, a guy walking around as a Vulcan and there was an Andorian walking around. Uh, the drinks and the food were great. Everybody was welcoming and it wasn't too busy. It was just uh, just about right. So uh, if you want to see more pictures from that and hopefully, you know, I would love to see them do more pop-up experiences like that around uh, because there, it's just a really fun experience for everybody. You get to go and be immersed. And I know um, those of you who have ever, ever been to L.A., um, Scum and Villainy, which is a Star Wars, it was originally a pop-up bar, and then they kept it. So all I'm saying is we could, they could actually make 10 Forward permanent, which would be great if, if anybody's watching who could make that happen. Anyway, uh, that's show and tell for today. It's my, my fun stuff from 10 Ford and an, an encouragement to go in and look at the pictures over on, um, on our Twitter account. And of course, uh, you can watch Star Trek Picard. Uh, episodes one and two of season two are now available on Paramount Plus and um, episode three is coming up. Is it episode? No, we've seen episode three. We're into episode four is coming this week. There's a new trailer out, by the way. It's going to be good. Uh, okay. So I've done show and tell, and today I'm not going to forget about the poll. You guys have a couple more minutes to vote in YouTube, and I'm going to flip over to Twitter and see what's going on there. A uh, big thank you to Heather for retweeting this because uh, they got a lot more exposure and got lots of votes, but I got to say... The, uh, the, the poll on Twitter is a little bit lopsided. Uh, so to recap, uh, this week's poll was, if an immersive pop-up experience came to your town, which pop-up experience would you want it to be? Your choices were the 602 Club, DS9 era Quarks, the Cerritos Bar, and the Crash and Burn Bar from Star Trek First Contact. Now, I want to preface this by saying that so I actually didn't expect anybody really, well, I guess I did expect some people to, to say DS9, but for people who go to conventions or anybody who's been to STLV, there's a, we already do quirks. <laughs> We've done quirks before. Uh, so I was actually expecting a little more from the other options, but um, we probably shouldn't surprise anybody that uh, DS9 era quirks is very, very far in the lead. So on the Twitter poll, currently DS9 era Quarks is winning with 83.3% of the vote. 
Uh, in second place is the Cerritos bar with a poultry 10%. Um, the crash and burn bar from first contact is in there with a 5.6%, which I think may actually just be me because that's what I voted for. Um, and the 602 club, um, sadly in there with just, uh, just 1.1%. So pretty, um, pretty decisive results there. Let's have a look and see. Oh, all right. I'm ending the poll. Uh, okay. So the poll on YouTube, uh, Similar results, but not as extreme. So DS9 era Quarks has won with 65%. The Cerritos bar comes in second with 15%. The Crash and Burn bar from First Contact with 11%. And the 602 Club in there with uh, 7%. Now, um, now listen. So Paul Wright in the chat... <laughs> I'm calling you out, Paul. He says, I had no idea what the crash and burn bar was. Um, I do this deliberately in the poll questions. I try to pull something in that's a little bit more obscure. And I would highly encourage you to just, if there's ever an option that you don't know, please go on Memory Alpha and search for it. Um, because one of the things that I love about doing um, trivia and poll questions and things like that is I love helping people find like weird, obscure stuff that happens in Star Trek. Because one of the best things I think about the whole franchise is there is the, the writers and the producers like little attention to details. Um, and those are the things that really get me. Um, so uh, it's, I don't, I don't like try to make it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but I try to make it maybe something slightly off the beaten path to encourage you to go over onto Memory Alpha and just go down like a little Wikipedia hole. It'll be fun. Um, uh, also, with the crash and burn bar, technically, I think if I remember correctly from Memory Alpha, it was never actually named on screen, but it was in the script and in post. I think it was in the novelization as well. So... Anyway, okay, right. Well, that is the end of uh, for for this week in daily Star Trek news. Uh, just a reminder: if you're here in YouTube, stick around. We'll have some chat at the end. Uh, but for everyone else, thank you for listening. Uh, and if you are aren't listening on YouTube, come and watch on YouTube. Uh, it's fun, and there's people in the chat, and it's a good time. Um, also, remember that you can find all of this week's stories, including a bunch of stuff that I didn't get to in today's show, and also things like um, Tease Trek Trivia Tuesday or the history segment or our events listing. All of those are available on dailystartreknews.com, and you can get them delivered to your inbox for free if you do dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Sign up for the newsletter. It's great. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening today. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and this week's stories were written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. And of course, today's show was supported by people like you through Patreon and YouTube Super Chat. <laughs> you can find out more about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I'll be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast.
For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.